I feel like what Nigeria went through is actually a reflection of what's going on in other countries in Africa. It might not be as severe as theirs because, yo, the military actually fired live ammunition at them. And that's, that's really sad and something needs to happen. But like, it's actually a reflection of what's happening because in 2016, I lost a very dear cousin of mine to the, to like cops here in, in, in my country. And the thing is, it was actually mistaken identity. Yes, my cousin was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Cause like he used to hang out with someone, you know how you'd hang out with me during the day, but you don't know what I do during the night. Yeah. yeah. So he used to hang out with, a guy who was actually a convicted criminal and was on the loose, but he had no idea about that because he used to be a tout, you know, like how you guys have taxis, right? Yeah. In, in our taxis, you know how like in South Africa, in the taxis, everyone like passes out, passes like the cash to the person in front yeah, of them yeah. and it ends up being passed to the driver. But like in our country, we have people who are called touts or conductors, like they collect the cash. And my cousin was a conductor and his friend was also a conductor during the day. And so like after work, he like, this guy was like, yo, you wanna go to my place and like have drinks and, and shit like that. And my cousin was like, yo, that's all right, cool. And when my cousin went there, this is what I heard that um, when they were chilling at this guy's place, um, the cops bust in the door and they found my cousin, that guy, and that guy's girlfriend. And that guy's girlfriend, that guy and his girlfriend, the boys were found at, in a, in like in a, dumped in a forest. But my cousin was never found until today. Shit. And we actually know that we actually know that this is actually judicial killing and it happens all the time here. And some people, I'm actually guilty of this. I don't support this, but at the same time, this is before I, what happened to my cousin, reached, like what, before I found out what happened to my cousin, before that I was actually not pro this action. I was actually like, yo, it kind of has benefit because it actually has dropped the crime rate so much. Like, it is a big improvement because of that. And it, the major thing is, it's not like they're stopping you because you have a good car or you're dressed or anything. No, nah, they have info that you're a criminal and you do this and this and this and you have a gun. They warn you once, they warn you twice. And by the third time, there's no jail, there's no court or anything. They just bust a cap in you, and that's it. And it's actually reduced the crime rate. But I feel like even though it's reduced the crime rate, there should be a method of like investigating. Because, for instance, my cousin, he wasn't a criminal. He was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. Were you close you with know? your cousin? Yo. Yo, we were very close. I feel like he's taught me everything I need to know about like life in the streets because he wasn't as 
fortunate as I was. And, and because he wasn't as fortunate as I was, we used to hang out in like places where he grew up and there were like rough neighborhoods. And he told me like, this is how you're supposed to behave in this neighborhood so that you don't get robbed. And this is how you're supposed to like act around people of this type of behavior so that they think that you're one of them. And this, this is actually, believe it or not, this has helped me in South Africa. Don't believe that there's any Kenyan who hasn't bribed the police officer. I, I swear to God. And mostly because not that we want to, it's because you could be going about your day. Let's say you have an important meeting or an interview or you have to be somewhere urgently and you bump into them and they start giving you shit. You just have to like give them um, like 500 Kenya shillings or a thousand. That's like maybe you're going to have to give them a hundred rand or 200 rand because you have to go about your day. And it's not, it's not like you want to support the corruption in the country. Yeah. Nah, it's not that. I remember like, a few niggas, years ago. These actually give you a lot of shit. I remember a few years back, uh, I was actually a kid back then, but we went to Mozambique for a trip for Christmas. And we had just arrived there and my brother's driving. So we just want to like see like the, the area and things. And all of a sudden, uh, like two trucks full with guys with guns, like heavy AK-47, like killing guns, bruh. They like all they pull us up. They pull us up yeah. and they like uh I don't know what they said because I was like young at that time. But um what they wanted was a bribe and it wasn't that much, but in that moment you think your life's at stake. You have to give them what they want. Only afterwards yeah, we realized that it was just um it's what they do over there. It's just guys wanting extra cash for real yo the sad reality is actually like that like almost in almost not all but almost in every country on this continent and i feel like nothing happens because people don't follow up because like it's it's kind of like the first step of relieving yourself talking about it getting it off your chest and but I, I feel that the victims in these like situations coaches. are not able to communicate. Like most of the victims do not have access to social media. So most people are just like dumbed down to this fact. Like if they knew about it, maybe they would do something. But maybe because they know it's happening, but because they're not seeing it directly, they just numb it out of their lives. Like, for example... Over here in South Africa, there are a lot of beggars. Now, uh, I walk to college sometimes, and yeah. I see uh, quite a few hobos on the streets. Now, it's crossed my mind. Like, they look at me. They see me. I'm, a, in their eyes, a privileged kid going to college. And I can't give anything to them, but not because of any, because, like, we need to cater for our own needs as well. And in their eyes, just as how like we say that 
these like Europe, like people who are in this, like us, for example, with social media or people in the States or in Europe have the power to do so. I think they choose not to because they don't want to just be associated with stuff like that. So like the people with our parents did, like we're exposed to so much information and a lot of information is actually tampered with and a lot of information is actually fake and a lot of it is actually true at the same time. You know what a so, gift like information really like, is? Like, I want to yeah. watch this documentary, Social Dilemma, because they say that there's like more fake yeah. news than anything else. Because what we have like access, like anything we, we need is just at our fingertips. But now people go and yeah. like just report whatever they want just for like i wish like i could create a news like a youtube news station called good news where we just say like positive shit because remember back when corona first yeah. started like if you looked at the news everything was covid yeah. there's like like nothing else happened in the world yeah, exactly. just covid like Come on, there's still stuff going COVID. on. What what happened all these years when you reported every negative thing that ever happened and now only a virus is alive. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's actually a really good idea. If if you could actually do that, I'd be your number one fan because <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like is actually benefit from just talking about bad shit. They just talk about all the bad shit that's happening in the world. And okay, <laughs> this is something I usually tell a lot of people who know me, yo. And this is like no offense to anyone because I also have relatives there and I have friends there who I actually love. But yo, <laughs> I don't fuck with the states. I, I, I don't fuck with the states. I don't fuck with the states because the states actually portray the rest of the world as a fucking apocalyptic desert where everything else is fucked up and everything else is wrong while their world is a utopia. And I'm saying this because, yo, in, in Kenya, we've had a couple of terrorist attacks, you know, because of um, okay, right now it's kind of like toned down a little, little bit, but like we were at war with Somalia, right? And not until how long? Somalia, until how long? I have a lot of Somali friends. Yo, when was the war? When did it start? It's, it's lasted there for like the war. Okay, the war initially started in the nineties when. The United States embassy in, in Nairobi was blown up by um, a radical group called the Al Shabaab, right? But then we actually sent our military in the mid 2000s to Somalia to eradicate the, the the radical group, and that's where the war started because our soldiers were there and. It became like a fucking war zone. Somalia, right now, Somalia is actually starting to have 
a decent government. For like the longest while, Somalia didn't have a government. It was like fucking Grand Theft Auto, dog, right? Like it was a fucking crazy place right there, dog. But then because the UN and some countries that volunteered their soldiers and including my country and our soldiers went there, people started actually, like, started actually giving out, like, proper healthcare, schools, and now Somalia is actually getting to the place where it should be. It's not yet there, but it's a positive step. And while we were getting terrorist attacks, like, I remember in 2013, and the most recent one was, I think, in 2017, Shit, it was quite recent. Yeah, where a couple of radicalists actually stormed into a a hotel and they started like shooting up everyone and blowing up shit. And our military, our cops couldn't do shit. Our military had to step in and also some soldiers from like um, Britain's military had to also like step in and get those guys out, like not not get them out because they'd already done so much fucked up shit that they had to be killed on sight. And this is where this is where I'm saying like I don't fuck with the states because I don't fuck with the states because and it's all it all comes down to what you're saying, like we need people who should be like report the news. Because CNN and the New York Times actually had tweeted beef with Kenyans and it was like crazy. It was crazy. It was even on CNN, it was even featured in the New York Times because all they would talk about is like, is it safe to come to Kenya? Is it safe for tourists to come to Kenya? Is it safe for people to go there and and like conduct their businesses? but they don't look at their own sides where like, yo, the United States is one of the most insecure countries in the world, dog. Mm. One of the worst. They have, like, yo, people actually walk up to concerts and start shooting people, dog. You don't see that shit in this continent, dog. That's true. That's actually true. Yeah, you got a point there. Like, yeah, like, you find a person has been a student at a particular school for the longest time. And just because, yes, it's bad. We, we all agree it's, it's bad being bullied. Yeah. It's bad being like, like the black sheep and no one listens to you and you're shunned by all your peers. But like, that's not, that's not a valid reason for you to put up to school with an Uzi and start shooting at everyone. And when the cops arrest you, just because you're from a certain race, you're not shot down immediately. You're actually just apprehended and fucking and fucking brought food from like Burger King or McDonald's in the investigation or in the interrogation room just so you can talk, dog. No. And they don't say all that shit, dog. But when something bad happens in another country, like for instance, when I was, I wasn't so young, but I was young when the miners in South Africa were shot at by the police, right? Yeah. All the, all the foreign news stations, all they would talk about is just that. They wouldn't talk about how you guys 
our fucking economical power in the continent, in the continent. We wouldn't talk about how you guys have actually changed so many lives of so many foreigners. They wouldn't talk about how you guys are actually improving on whatever aspect improving at. What? We talk about is like, is it safe to go there? You know? Uh. That's why I don't fuck with the states. Though. I have so many relatives there and I love them, but I usually tell them that, yo, I don't, I, I, would, I don't fuck with your country, dog. I don't. If I would go there, like, let's say it's just for like a holiday or some shit, but like, I don't want to live there because I don't feel like you guys are fair in the sense that, in the sense that y'all don't portray how your country really is. But at the same time, y'all are smearing shit on every other country in the mm. world. You are so a foreigner, you bruh. Start, like, like, yeah. Can you tell me, like, have you? Okay, so overseas, um, violence against uh, farmers. They say in South Africa is a huge thing. Have you? And now I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but uh, Lauren Southern, yeah. she's like um, a Canadian journalist. Like, they push that big in the yeah. states overseas but if you, yeah yeah from your experience have you had encountered anything like that uh like the issue where like they say that a lot of um white farmers like have a majority of land in the sa and they're reaping the benefits while the blacks are suffering like something yeah. like that okay so that, that's an issue that I think that's a real issue. But what they make out the issue to be is that black people are going to farmers' farms and killing them, raping the kids. That that does happen, but it's not everywhere. It's not like there's worse things happening in this country and overseas that people should be focused on, but they're putting efforts into the wrong things. Yeah, yeah. It's because, like, yo, when it came to, like, fighting for independence, like, niggas here were, niggas here were vicious, dog. It was an all-out war. When did and Kenya gain their independence? In 1963. In 1963. And it was all-out war. And I, okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something that I've never told anyone, and I'm sure if if a lot of my a lot of my friends or, or a lot of like people from where I'm from actually hear this, they're like be pissed and shit. Yes, yes, what I'm about to say is bad, but like yo, I feel like I I feel like it was too early for us <laughs> to get our independence stock. What? I feel like it was too early. I feel like it was too early for us to get our independence. Really? What, why is that? Yeah. And yeah, a lot, a lot, like two people, the only two people I've told this actually asked me the same thing. And I'm going to say the reason is, yeah, here's the thing, right? Africans. I don't know about the rest of the continent, like, but East Africa, 
Uganda, Tanzania, Ethiopia, Somalia, Tanzania, Rwanda, Burundi. Like, we're known to be very hospitable. Yeah. And when the, when the, when the white men came, when the Brits came, and when the Germans came, yo, we welcomed them. Like, yo, these are foreigners, these are people who are not from here. Yo, let's just welcome them. We have a lot from, to learn from them, and they have a lot to learn from us. Let's just welcome them. And then, boom, colonization happened, right? And I feel like a lot, like, this is like, <laughs> it's facts. If you look at the countries that got their independence late or later than us, they're more developed or the people are at a certain state of mind that the people who got their independence earlier are not at. You know, and I feel that that's because we were so quick to kick them out. Yes, they didn't belong here. Yes, they treated us bad. Yes, they killed. But we were fighting for independence, and independence consists of like good leadership, proper infrastructure, a good society, working. Um, facilities in the whole government, be it education, be it health, and be it everything. In one way or the other, we were learning something from them. And yes, it was at a very hefty price. But if you look at countries that got their independence too early, too early, you know, we missed out on a lot. And that's why you feel that, that's why you see that there's a lot of, there's a lot of like black on black colonization like our leaders I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this straight out like our leaders are colonizing us like that we are fucking business to them because they're not they're not fulfilling what they told us they're fucking corrupt they all have Swiss or fucking Panama or fucking offshore accounts and they're fucking well off and nothing seems to happen in our countries. And I feel like if you compare like 1963, South Africa, yes, it was, a, it was a, at a hefty cost, but your system is more refined. Yes, there might be corruption. Yes, there might be some sort of mischievous activity, but it's not as bad as the rest of the countries in the continent, dog. It's not big dog. I'm not. I'm not taking that shit in my veins, dog. I don't care if it's gonna be a law where I have to, dog. I'm not, because yo, you're the most affected. Test your people, dog. Test your people. Mm. Exactly, dog. Why, why, why test us? And I'm sorry for everyone who's lost someone or anyone who's been affected, but like, yo, why don't you start at your own place, dog? That's why, yo, I'm telling you, I don't fuck with the West, dog. I don't fuck with the West. How long have you, be, have you been doing this? Like, were you, did you always see it from this way? Or has it been more recent? I'd say, I'd say it's been more recent. What, been what more made more you change? Mm, what made me change? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. What made me change was... 
or what nice made phrase. what made your views what made you look at it from this perspective uh what made me look at this, look at, look at it from this perspective was like my first interaction with yo i'm i'm not racist dog okay i don't know if <laughs> i don't know if i can be racist or anything but i'm a racist dog but okay here's this thing right this may come as a shock to you or anyone from zay but like 90 point something percent of Kenyans don't know what racism is. What we don't? We don't. Okay. That's nice. We don't. Like over here, don't, I don't bro. think it's possible to even look at someone without it registering in your head this person's black, this person's white. Like it automatically just like that that's a good thing that cuz i haven't heard of a country who's not color blind or um, who is color blind it's a, it it's a good thing but at the same time it's a bad thing i'm going to tell you why it's a bad thing right because here's this young man right his entire life he's only interacted with black people his entire life not that his country doesn't have white people it does but like they're at like 1. something percent right so they're in the lavish neighborhoods or they're in the most fertile lands so they're like engaged communities so we don't mingle with them and most of the kenyans out here don't even know this niggas out here dog yeah so Kenyans just interact with our fellow people. We interact with our people of our color. It's only recently we're we starting actually seeing cases of racism when we took a huge step from the Chinese. The Chinese actually have started like refurbishing our railway system. They've brought us new trains and everything and the people in charge of the construction are Chinese and they're very fucking racist. That's when and i'm talking about like 20, from 2017 to now that's when we started like experiencing racism but before that we didn't so wait wait take so, me back there um, um you said young man, at that time the chinese were starting to do business in kenya yeah the chinese so this was 2017 Yeah, from like 2017 there, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019 there. So was they've always been helping us. They've always been helping us with loans and shit, but like um we have a saying where we say that our president sold sold our soul because now there's so many of them. There's so many of them dog. They even have their own communities. We fucking have our own China down here, dog. Are there, a la- are there a large amount that? of Chinese immigrants in Kenya? Yes. Fucking a lot of them, dog. And has this been like recently? A lot of them. 
Yeah, this is very recent. I'm I'm talking like in the late, like in the mid, like like 2015, 16, 17, 18, around that period. I'm not sure when they started coming in, but like in my perspective from like 2016 or 2017 till now, the gang of them coming in. The gang of them coming in to the point that we had banned um, flights to Kenya because of COVID. Then in the middle of COVID, when the whole country was on, when the whole world was on lockdown, right? We've banned flights and everything, the whole world. Fucking plane of like fucking 130 something Chinese immigrants just flying in. And our airports are not like working, dog. What? And when people when people asked the government, they were like, they did no one talked. No one talked. Fuck. You see? And so I like we we owe them that's what we say then. Yeah. And like there's been no reports on social or, or on the news or anything. No, dog. It went viral. Our media stations broadcast this. Though. Wait, what? Did it only go Even viral um, locally? Because I don't think yeah, we heard locally. of that over here. Yeah, it just went viral locally. Like all our media stations even showed footage of the plane landing and all the staff that recorded the plane using their phones were fired. Like, it was that bad, dog. And we were in the middle of lockdown, dog. In the middle of fucking lockdown, dog. And this plane landed. And they were dispersed around the whole country, dog. And we've, personally, a lot of people actually feel like we got COVID, like, from that flight, dog. Because even China itself was at lockdown at that time. So how was this flight allowed? How was this flight given clearance to land on Kenyan soil? And what kind so, of businesses were they starting? They, they weren't starting any business dog, business dog. They were mostly families, family members of like people who were given contracts to work on a railway line. And also China does occasionally refurbish and work on our roads. They have have built us um, major highways and shit like that. So why don't they employ local people to do that? Like when it comes, that's the thing that we've been asking ourselves the whole time, dog. There's 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 a time I went for a road trip at a remote area where the new railway line passes, dog. And I saw one of the new trains passing by me, and I saw one of the drive, one of the um, the, the rail, the, like the train driver's dog was Chinese, and I was like, why did we even take a loan from them if it's not even gonna increase employment in our country, dog? Why? Why? Maybe bro? maybe that was a part of the deal. They say, okay, we're gonna loan you stuff, but we are overpopulated. We're gonna bring some people here. To come work. Exactly. I feel I feel like that's one of the deals because you know, there are a lot of them here, dog. And and I feel that China that is set. Uh, sorry, carry on. 
Yeah, uh, and that, this is where, sorry, this is where I say that it goes back to the point where we only started like filling, and it's not everyone, it's only people in the construction industry who are actually starting to feel what racism is. So I actually thought, do, do you personally know how Tanzania handled COVID? No. Okay. It means that the Western media was a, was successful at what they did. Okay, here's the Do you have some inside information? <laughs> I do, and that's where I'm getting to. Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, uh, when COVID first hit Africa, like, right? When COVID first hit East Africa, um, Kenya, we were, one, we were one of the first people to report it. And I don't know if it's by coincidence or if it's facts, but my country actually reported the first case once WHO announced that every country that has a COVID patient will receive one. Okay, I don't know in rands or anything, but like in my country, it was one billion shillings, right? If, if, if you have a COVID patient, you receive one billion shillings, right? And here's what I love about Tanzania. The president of Tanzania himself has been getting backlash from the rest of the world because he was like, yo, okay, this thing does exist, but this thing, is, it's just a fucking flu. And he actually came out to the media and said that his son had COVID, right? And he treated him with the conventional methods, like he gave him the necessary medication and he gave him the, the honey, lemon, and hot water, um, what's it called, concussion, right? And his son was good. And Tanzania, ever since COVID hit Africa, Tanzania did not close their country for shit. They didn't, they didn't have curfews. They didn't have a lockdown. They didn't have shit. And so that you believe that the president didn't give a shit about this shit, bruh, he actually went to a fucking football match, dog, with over, with like 100,000 fans, and he sat in between them, dog. Shit. Like, if you want the proof, I'll look for the, I'll look for the videos and send them to you, dog. But the president sat in between the people. But do you think like, maybe... Yo, it hasn't affected people in Africa so much because of the climate. It's much warmer here, and compared to um, apparently the apparently in sunlight, if you contract the virus in sunlight, it dies almost immediately because of the climate. So maybe that's why it hasn't hit Africa as hard as yeah, it did in Europe. I, I feel I feel like that's. A valid reason. I feel like that's a valid reason in the sense that in the sense that if you look at the stats that in the States or in Europe, there are a lot of black people, or let me just say people of color, who have the virus. And this this is because let's say because of the, the environment they're in. This is because like there's no like there's little or to no sunlight there. It's mostly cold. And I feel like those people actually contracted it the same as every other race, you know? And I feel like in Africa, 
okay, this is my opinion, right? And if anyone can correct me, or if anyone can like, give me facts so that I change my thoughts about this, I'm well open for that. But like, I feel like the Western world, <laughs> and I'm talking, I'm talking about this because of the, the amounts of money that I saw coming into my country during the COVID period. Like, we used to get grants and loans and money from every fucking year, like left, right, center. And I feel that's because maybe the Western world is like, okay, this thing is in Africa, right? But it's not hitting them as hard as the rest of us. But we don't need them to pan. We don't need the. We don't need the people in Europe and in the West to, to like panic because yo, just imagine, dog. They know Africa is the is the safe bed of every fucking disease in the world, right? So just imagine a situation where they're like, they're saying in the news, uh, we're fucking dying, but Africa is fucking right, normal, dog. Yeah. It's yeah, always, it's been like yeah. that. Like, Europe are always getting diseases and shit. Like, they left, the reason that they left Europe to colonize the rest of the world is because they were getting diseases left, right, and center. When, when yeah. the Europeans actually came to Africa, that's when they learned how to bath and things, how to clean themselves. They had no concept of cleanliness before. Yeah. Exactly. So I feel like, I feel like, and I'm sure, I don't know, I don't know about y'all. Maybe you can tell me, like, if you got any grants or any helping hands from, like, the Western countries in form of cash. But, like, in my country, we were, we were pumped with money, dog. We were pumped with money. And, and we, we don't see, we, we didn't even see a single fucking cent because it all went to, like, the pockets of the of like the politicians but like i feel like that was a ruse so that the rest of the world can like see oh oh shit yo africa also has it dog and mm. one of my favorite like I, I forgot who it was but one of my favorite um meme kings on instagram actually made a compilation from the major news networks in the world where there's this wine uh, sorry, it says this, this, there was this one white lady who was like, when COVID started, like when it started, and she was like, I feel sorry for Africa. I don't know what Africa are going to do. They don't have the facilities. They don't have the resources to deal with this sort of pandemic. But then, yo, if you look at the stats, dog, hey, yo, we fucking good out here, dog. Yes, we've lost a couple of people. And I'm sorry to all this. I'm sorry to all the families, but hey, compared to the rest of the, the like the countries out there, we're not as badly affected. We are affected. It's, and it's affected them trying to bring the cure, or like jobs. trying to bring like COVID vaccines here to Africa when he should be just getting test patients from Europe because they're the ones who are suffering. Like you're not gonna be exactly. helping anyone if they don't have the disease. Exactly, dog. <laughs> This is like based on what I researched. Like they usually, like in the in in Beirut, they usually had like two hours of electricity during the whole day. Like every day, just two hours of electricity, and this is because of like 
poor allocation of funds and a lot of corruption and a lot of all that. And the explosion itself being as bad as it was and as much as as much of like people who lost their lives and everything like people actually got their like people actually got what they wanted in the sense that the explosion actually was like some sort of cat- catalyst that the, the 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 government actually had to dissolve a lot of the departments and a lot of the leaders actually voluntarily step down from the jobs because they were like yo this is a lot of backlash and if they hadn't started this before yes maybe the government would have like swept it under the rug like maybe the government would said like yo this is like a terrorist attack when it wasn't it was actually a form of negligence they had like three tons of uh nitrate just chilling in the port for like three years under poor conditions and if they hadn't started all of this before if the world wouldn't have actually gone back because from the channels i researched from like global networks they were like going back before the explosion and they were like you know these people have been crying for like better solutions for everyday life and they've been crying for like better living if it hadn't been that online maybe this explosion would have just been swept under the rug and that's why i feel like people need to share these hashtags and i feel like yo it's 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 important because one way or the other i, I think it's a joint effort it's a joint effort yeah. i think that we as humans are capable to solve all our problems on our own but i don't think we are able to communicate exactly. like I know a lot of people like as soon yeah. as they try to like say something there's always a counter to it especially on social media these days as soon as anyone points out one thing yeah. there's always a counter there's always going to be someone arguing against it if we could all like just agree and work together a lot of our problems would be solved yeah true that that's that's 100% true I think that's the problem with Africa right now. There's like a campaign to like join countries to form a United States of Africa. Me personally, I don't think that would work. Like I don't think this too much cultural difference, there's too many political difference and the Europeans when they came here to so that uh, to Africa, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Like Have you listened to uh Distant yeah. Relatives the album Nas and Damian Marley I think I think I think I heard it at one point but I should re, re, re Yeah I re- think everyone listening to this properly, should give that album a listen cuz like religions like the stuff that are, like they say everything comes from Africa like civilization started in africa and in europe and things there were books like they used to write True. it down here it was word of mouth you closest to the ancestors because the ancestors knew stuff before you and they knew people who were wiser than themselves that they learned from and so 
our, like Africa's yeah. history is so deep, but what they did, like in America, for example, with the slaves, most black people in America, yeah. they have no idea where they came from. Like, and, and then yeah. I, I, have you um, heard Joe Rogan's podcast with Kanye West? Kanye West was saying that. Yeah, um, yeah, I heard it. Yeah, he was saying that um, what they do, like Black History Month, shouldn't be a thing because all they do is put in your mind your ancestors were a slave. And that's not true. They, most Black people in America don't know true. their ancestors. We, yeah. There's this popular quote, we are, we are species with amnesia. We don't know where we came from and we don't know where we're going. And like the point is just live like right now, yeah. what can you do to make the world that you're living in better? Yo, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a deep question. Dog. <laughs> I don't think there was a question name? even. <laughs> a lot of people from where I'm from don't know what racism is. And I feel like our, our debts, and our grants um, from the Eastern world is like an eye-opener so that pe- people know that, yo, we're not the only peoples out here and not everyone is as portrayed they, as they are by like the media or by books or by um, entertainment and everything. Like, yeah. we need to know everyone is the same. People here think that people from other races are superior. The whole concept of racism is so backwards. Like, it's black versus white. It's, like, so primitive, like, that people still... And today it's not a race thing. It's a class thing. It's... There's always been... Exactly. like, Like... before white people used to have their own people as slaves and then they just found oh you come to Africa people are a bit darker in color and now they're like okay now it's easier to say who's a slave and who's not and that's how the conception of racism started it's not anything that no one is superior than the other because they have their own slaves who look exactly like them Exactly. That's that's exactly what I'm trying to tell a lot of people out here. But I feel like a lot of what the words I'm saying are going to deaf ears because people are eventually going to have to realize this shit on their own, dog. Either by traveling or by this country being like multiracial and there are a lot of people here from different places of the world. Because I've been trying to tell people that, yo, no one is special. We're all the same. If I slit my wrist, you bleed red blood. It's the same color of fluid is going to come out. Exactly, dog. Exactly, bro. Yeah. If you fucking have an accident and you're fucking. uh, And your fucking um, leg or arm breaks in a weird way what are we going to see inside there it's a fucking white bone dog we are all connected 
Um, apparently, exactly. apparently at the Vatican, they say there's proof that Jesus, of Jesus's existence and um, that he had a child. Yeah. So they're saying that they have a record of who's related to yeah. Jesus. But if that was true and he did have a child, every single person yeah. would essentially be a child of God, both literally and figuratively, because by... He lived like probably 2,000 and something years ago. By then, every single person's offspring would yeah. have interbred with everyone else. And you'd all have, you'd have Jesus's blood in your, air coursing through your veins. So, and we all started off at one place. So we yeah. all are brothers and sisters in this global village. Exactly. Exactly, dog. We're all we're we're all the same, bruv. We're all the same. And I don't know where this whole perspective like racism comes from because bruh, it's just like for instance, I usually put my I usually use myself as an example. Like if I go to my grandma's place, it's semi arid dog. It's it's like a semi desert dog. And the sun there is fucking unforgivable, dog. I usually come back to the capital center. I usually come back to the city darker than I was, meaning that everyone strate- is strate- strategically placed in the world and everyone strategically placed in the world is as they are because of the conditions of where they're from. You know, that's, that's okay. It's not valid. It's not anything. That's just how I feel. Like, because, I, like, for instance, in, like, black people, we also have colorism, like, where people, um, people from, like, Sudan, Sudan, people, like, who are Sudanese, they're dark, they're dark, and I really find that really fascinating, they're, like, beautiful, dark, dark and beautiful, but, like, some people actually see that, like, yo, yo, this nigga's a dark, bro, this nigga's a dark, my nigga, the dog, like, my phone had a power dog, you know, with the screen, you know, shit like that. And, and, <laughs> and I feel like that's just, <laughs> and I feel like that's because of where they're from, dog. The Sahara Desert partially passes through the country, and so they experience that heat. And because of the melanin count that they have, it makes them darker, you know. And I feel like a lot of people are actually the way they are because of the places that they, like God or whatever higher form of being, place them at their certain places, you know? Mm-hmm. Because that's how we get to deal with the conditions that are there, dog. That's how I feel. So, I mean, I don't see color, dog. I don't. I don't. Let me tell you something, bruv. Let me tell you something, Yeah. Yeah, I I think I've told Dylan this, but I've never told anyone else other than Dylan. Like, Dylan and you are the first people out of my race or my friends, dog. And I never at one point thought of you like, yo, yo, I have a friend who's an Indian, dog. And I have Dylan, a friend of mine who's white, dog. I've never thought of that, dog. I just know I have a friend called Dylan and I have a friend called Nick, bro. That's and a nice way remember, of looking at I'm, things. I'm coming from... 
yeah, remember I'm coming from a place where we don't have a lot of people from other races, bro. Because I look at people based on the characteristics and based on their personalities, dog. I don't look at your skin, bro. I don't. I don't. I don't go around telling people, yo, hey, yo, bro. I have this Indian friend of mine, bro. Ah, nah, 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 dog. I, I have a bro of mine called Nick, bro. He does this and this and this. I don't, I don't categorize people like as that, dog. Same way, I used to stay in Sunnyside. I used to stay with Zimbabweans. I used to stay with Nigerians. I used to stay with Tanzanians, bro. I never at one point said that, yo, I have this Tanzanian friend of mine. I have this Nigerian friend of mine. Nah, 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 bro. I have this person called the this and this who's a friend of mine bro and that's how the humanity is going to change bro we need to stop categorizing people like yo you belong to this certain group of people and you belong to this certain group of people okay fine these these people who divide themselves among like the class they're in there's the rich there's the middle class and there's the poor okay fine that one is really hard to get rid of but like Fine, I could live with that. I could live with like, yo, I have this friend of mine is from this type of family. Or fucking, I can live with that, but I can't live with the fact that people actually discriminate other people based on how they look like. I, I don't, I, I, I don't know how people do that. And yeah. for me, I feel like that's a blessing in disguise because you know I didn't come from a place where we have multi races up in here dog we just know black people and indians and a few white people you can like go for a whole year without seeing a white person yeah but i don't view people like that yeah yeah that's 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 very unique way of looking at things i think uh this podcast has gone on for a while now um, I think we'll close on that note. Oh yeah, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, true. This is a good conversation. No like, biggie, bro. No biggie. We should do it again sometime. Yo, bro. Thank you for having me, bro. Anytime. I appreciate this platform, bro. I appreciate this. Yo, maybe next time we can have other brothers from the gang dog up in here, yeah. bro. I was actually thinking good, of dog. doing that, yeah. Yo, bro, that would be good, dog. Uh, no homo. I miss y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I miss y'all so much, bro. I, I miss y'all so much. You know, I, that's why I'm saying I have to come back to SA. I have to. If it's not big for business, it's going to be for leisure, but I have to see y'all. Yeah. Hands down, I have to. Because I feel like each and every one of you impacted my life their own way. Like each and every one of you impacted my life in a certain way. And I'm grateful for that. And I look forward to meeting all of you all again. I, I look forward to meeting you again. I, I look forward to working with you together. Um, I'm proud of the fact that you, you're working, you're grinding, you have short films out here, dog. Continue doing the same. I'm also planning on shooting my own short film and 
after that, maybe we can all decide, like, yo, let's work together and work on a project together. And that's one of my goals. And I believe that we're all going to go somewhere. We're all going to go places because of this one thing that brought us together, and that's film. And yeah. I'm proud of you, dog. Continue Thank doing you. what you're doing, bro. It means a lot, bro. Continue doing what you're doing. Yeah, continue doing what you're doing, bro. And yeah, we're all going to meet one day, dog. Sooner or later, and we're all going to work on something, bro. I've always had a dream where I'm either coming there or even flying one of your out here, bro. You hey. have to come out here, bro. <laughs> Something like, to come out here. Bruh, you have to come out here. I'm telling you. I, I want to, bro. To I want to, like, explore the world. I want to go to places that I never thought I'd be going to. I want to see new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, bruh. I'll check you around. Yeah. All right, bro. Yo, have a good night, bro. Thanks. You too.